And if you're there at the game, I want this to be the rowdiest, raucous, obnoxious crowd ever. ever. I ever. want you to be in their ass. I don't yeah. want a country club atmosphere. I know the pricing of the tickets suck and, and they, they price out a, a rabid fan base. But if you're at the game, let it fucking hang and let it rip. Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian LaLima, Apollo Dez, producer Josh here with you. The Astros, one win away from winning the World Series. They win game five. Justin Verlander records his first career World Series win. Jeremy Pena hits a bomb. Trey Mancini makes a hell of a defensive gem. Not to be outdone by Chaz McCormick, who risks it all, slams his body into the wall in the bottom of the ninth, saves the game, saves the series. Dez is still in Cancun. I don't know where Josh, producer Josh, just went. Dez, how are we feeling? How are we feeling in international waters right now? Vibes are good. Vibes are good. Uh, job's not finished, though. Uh, but what an epic, epic, epic Game 5. Uh, I put in the blog, we've seen the offensive onslaught Game 5 in 2017. You can find uh, that blog You can find that blog at ApolloHOU.com. ApolloHOU.com, right there. Um and and then last night, you just see why this team is built different. And the the core of this team and the foundation of this team is defense and great pitching. And it showcased last night. Uh, I mean, Astros teams have passed of taking you out in the deep end and then put up 20 runs on you. This Astros team takes you to the deep end and they execute with great pitching and great defense. And it, it, it just reminds me of that, that David Sims call of like, where did Jeremy Pena come from? It's just like that. With everyone on the Astros defensively, Trey Mancini makes a hell of a play to save the game in the eighth. Pena is making plays left and right. Everyone's making plays left and right. And then Chas McCormick, who it's wild that you think about this, like what, like a butterfly effect. What had to happen to make sure Chas McCormick was in that game? If it's three to one, Dubon's in center and Chaz is in left. Since it was a one-run game, they did like kept Jordan out there because like, hey, if they tie it up, we're still going to need his bat. So it kept Chaz in center field, and, and you just had like this perfect storm of of everything that had to go that way for this moment to Chaz make this hell of a catch that arguably is one of the greatest catches in World Series history. I think you know you talk about the butterfly effect. Now let's talk about Trey Mancini for a second. Yuli Gurriel worth the trade. On, worth the trade. He's on. Yuli Gurriel on third base, on the contact play, one out, gets in a rundown. Uh, I forgot who who got to second. Uh, whoever. He gets in the rundown to extend, get the runner Chaz, to second Chaz base. Second. Tweaks. Who was it? Chaz. Yeah, it was Chaz. Okay, that's what I thought. So Chaz McCormick gets to second. Yuli's still in the rundown. Tweaks his knee a little bit. Takes the knee to the back of the head. Gets a little woozy. Uh, goes out. Trey Mancini comes in. Trey Mancini hasn't played defense since October 5th. He has not been in the field since October 5th. He hasn't been able to hit this postseason. He doesn't have a hit. He literally does not have a hit in the postseason. He had a hot start as an Astro when he got traded to Houston. Since then, he has been ice cold. Everyone has been riding him left and right. Shouldn't see another inning. Don't put him in the lineup. Blah, blah, blah. So we've all heard it. We've all seen it. He comes in, has a bad at-bat. Okay, so what? Professional, leaves it in the dugout, goes into the field, and makes a game-saving stop on a ball that was hit like 100 off the bat from Kyle Schwarber. 
a series saving play. In the eighth, he 100% saved the World Series title for the Astros in that moment. If if you're playing baseball at, at any level, that is the epitome of your coach saying you never take your offense to the field and you never take right. your defense to your offense. Right. You 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 separate the two and it's hard. It's it is if you talk to if you talk to Mancini, he'll tell you he's going through it, right? And to be thrown in that position, to be thrown in that game, you don't think Yuli's gonna go down. Yuli's your gold glove, you know, first baseman. He's and Trey said, I forgot what what reporter said that Trey was preparing. If he's like, if I'm gonna go defensively in into a game in the World Series, it's probably gonna be in the outfield. So he's been taking outfield outfield balls and outfield fly, fly balls. He hasn't taken, I think it was like mid, like early October is the last time he took ground balls at first base. Like almost a month. He hasn't done a workout at first because he was like, hey, Yuli's, Yuli's hitting, Yuli's a gold glove. Like that's his spot. So to be thrust upon in that situation in the biggest moment and make a play, it's, it's worth it. It was worth the trade. It's worth the money. It's, it's worth all of it because I don't care if you go one for a hundred. Just make a play when your when your name and numbers called, and that's what happened. Yeah, and it was it was amazing, absolutely amazing. When you get into the field, uh, when you were sitting on the bench the whole time, the baseball <laughs> finds you, and the baseball found him last night. One of the really some of the golden him. rules in baseball, it always you, finds you. It always finds you. You do not. You have to compartmentalize as a baseball player. I don't care how shitty of an at bat you had. I don't care if you misread a baseball in the outfield, you booted one in the infield, you have got to be able to compartmentalize and you have got to have a short memory in this game. And the perfect example was Trey Mancini. He makes the play, steps on the bag, and then he runs off like it's just another play. Just another play. Just another play. You would would never be able to tell by his body language and the way that he carries himself in the dugout after that play that he hasn't had a hit in the postseason. Think about that. How many starts has he had? How many at-bats has he had? He does not have a hit, and he makes that type of defensive play when he hasn't seen the field since October 5th. It shows what kind of big league professional player that Trey Mancini is. That's the crazy thing about this whole thing. He carries himself as if he's hitting 500 or as if he's hitting a buck 20. If he's got a fielding percentage of 997 or a fielding percentage of 758. You just, that's how you were supposed to play the game of baseball. When your na- name and number is called, you have got to have the ability to go and make a play. You get your opportunity, you make the most of it. And that's what happened with Trey Mancini last night. And it saved the game. And then <laughs> Jess McCormick, like how many times this season did we talk about who should play center field? One of the needs of the trade deadline for the Astros, or one of the needs was a center fielder. Jazz McCormick has swung it well in the postseason. He has made the most of his opportunities. And then the play last night, a Philly kid, I mean, right ripped. there. It, I ripped mean, their spirits out. I mean, Real Muto shit on that ball. He did. And off the bat, I think we can all collectively say here on Beyond the Diamond, we were like, oh, shit. That ball's going to carry out. Of course it is. It's going to carry out. And then you see that it's not going to go out. And then you're like, oh, it's a oh, triple. Shit. It's going to be off the wall. It's going to be where, off the wall. Where does McCormick come from? Real Muto has hit balls off the wall in Citizens Bank Park, and he has had inside the park home runs. And then here comes McCormick with literally arguably one of the best catches in World Series history to save the game, save the title. Insane. You, you, can argue, 
you know, one of the things, one of the things that makes this game even more beautiful, like we've always said, is the drama in the postseason, pitch by pitch, at bat by at bat. Montero has been lights out. He struggled last night. He couldn't find the zone. A couple of walks, a leadoff walk. And then it's like, yeah. Dude, you're on the edge of your seat. And then it's like, okay, well, when's Dusty Baker going to go to Ryan Presley? Because you know he's got to come in at this point. He got five fuck you outs. Five, out, five fuck you outs. He got Big five out. fuck you outs. You Big could, time you strikeout. Out. The difference in this game was first base defense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reese Hoskins, yes. Hoskins boots it. That's an insurance. That Mancini. Yep. Hoskins, yep. And that's the thing. One of the, the keys for us that we talked about was, was Philly's defense. Like, it's going to rear its head at some point. Like, they're, they're not a good defensive team. You've seen them boot balls all, all season long, all postseason long. And in the World Series, for the most part, they were playing really sound defense. Nick Castellanos couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, but he's made every defensive play possible. And then last night, Reese Hoskins, you saw it. Altuve at third, going on the contact play. Hard, hard, uh, you know, hard down the line. Didn't know that forced Reese Hoskins to look up for a slight second and boom, boots the baseball. Changes the game. Changes everything. And, and this team maximizes. We said it last episode. This team maximizes 27 outs. Yeah. If you give them an extra out, they're going to find a way to execute. It may be later in the game, maybe maybe early in the game. They're going to find ways to extend at bats and get it to the next guy. And I think that's why this team's so different. It, it, there's not there's not hero ball. There's not we're trying to we're trying to have, we're chasing three runs. It, we're not trying to be a solo shot that is a four run homer. Like we're not trying to do that. It's just I'm getting it to the next guy. And it goes back it goes back to the pitching staff too. Justin Verlander blue game one. He got razzed. The 0 and 6, he can't win the big game, blah, 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 blah. What did he do? He probably didn't have his best stuff. He probably didn't have his Cy Young stuff, but what did he do? He grinded. He yep. grinded, grinded, and found a way to get five solid innings and get it to the next guy. Because as soon as Schwarber hit that home run, collectively 99% of the Astros fan base said, here we go again. Said, here we go again. And what did he do? Grinded 15 outs. And that's all you can ask for. And I think that goes to everyone. It goes from Justin related to Lance McCullers. I bet Lance McCullers Jr. is itching, itching yeah. to pitch in a game seven if his number's called because he's going to shine because that's what he does. He's a big game pitcher. He's done it for the city time and time again. Yes, he lost the game. Yes, it was in the World Series. Who fucking cares? He's a big All game right. pitcher for this city and he's itching for game seven. But you know what? You have the franchise locked and loaded, full health for game six. And you're, if you're a Houston fan, look, 2019 is, is is on the back of our heads. This is a different team. This team is built different. They're ready to succeed. They're not scared to succeed. And it's right there for them to make a statement and bury every, every narrative that's been chirped for the last half decade. So I, I just want to say, if that was Justin Verlander's last start as a Houston Astro, it, thank you. Like, thank you. Like, it, it's been... Incredible. I hope we go get him. I hope we re-sign him. I hope, you know, Crane finds a way. And if he, he moves on and goes gets a bag somewhere else, so be it. But that was an incredible start in a baseball way because in a World Series, they're just games are not pretty. Like it's you gotta grind. And that's what he did. 
Yeah, re- really cool moment after the game was uh, oh, man. Ben, ben Verlander getting to interview his his brother Justin about his outing. And mm-hmm. one of the things that Justin Verlander talked about was the work that he put in in between his first start in the World Series and, and his start last night in Game 5. And he said the pitches that weren't there for him in Game 1 was his off-speed. He left his off-speed up over the plate. And then last night, the curveball worked, the slider worked. They attacked the fastball because they made adjustments from what Christian Javier did to him. And they started to attack the fastball with Justin Verlander. And he said it. He said he didn't feel in sync in the first couple of innings. And then he found a way to make in-game adjustments because if you're not making in-game adjustments, you're, you're done in this game. You are done in baseball. He made in-game adjustments. He was able to command his off-speed. And you saw him grind through five innings. And then the bullpen did its thing. He started, he started throwing that curveball and it started working. Yeah. yeah, he started snapping it off, and he, he you could immediately tell he was like, "Oh shit, I have feel for this pitch. Yeah, tonight. I should change game plan a little bit and work at it." I I think also that this team, and I think obviously we're spoiled because it's the golden age, and we can compare this team to other teams. Is that you can tell your starting pitcher, "Hey, I just need five from you tonight, and I want you to go out and fucking air it out for five, empty the tank." Because once it gets to the sixth inning, games get short with this bullpen of how good they are. And there's guys that can bridge and go two, three innings like Yurkiti, like Luis, like Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown hasn't even pitched this series. Luis Garcia hasn't even pitched this series. So you could tell your guys, hey, just just go fucking balls to the wall for five. And I think we saw that last night with JV. He was sitting, what, 97, 98, like in the third, fourth. He was he was like, hey, I'm Probably. just gonna like, I'm gonna empty the tank and give everything I have. And uh, that's kudos to the the pitching staff, the the R and D, the front office to have that game plan and, and to build a bullpen that's just deadly. That has dudes. Brian DeBrayu, he's the new fireman. He he's you're hey shit's hitting the fan in the middle innings. Brian DeBrayu, you're up. Yeah. If you would have told me that four years ago, I would have been like, no way, absolutely no way. But the, the growth and maturity of Brian DeBrayu to become this dude, D U D E all caps dude, is is awesome. Absolutely awesome, and I, I don't know. I we haven't even talked about Jeremy Pena. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, I, the moment, the moment, like what is going on? The, on? He's so on good. The last, on the last, pitching, real quick. Uh, if we, like I said the other day, if we have a lead after the fifth inning, we've won every game. You yeah. one run lead. They've won every game if they have a lead after the. Fifth I think. Inning. I think last night was the first time the bullpen has given up an earned run. Yeah, I think so. Montero gave up the run. Yeah, and even then, I think we all collectively knew, like, and I put that tweet out, like, Dusty's sending a fuck you message by sending out his, his guys, and it scares me because they're getting all looks, but fuck it, like, who, why be cute at this point? Play the hits. Play I, the hits. I just, it's, and it's so crazy to think about all the success that the bullpen has had in the postseason, and Arkady has barely pitched, Luis Garcia has barely pitched, Ryan Stanek has barely pitched, like, it's it's just that's how deep this rotation is, and that's how deep this bullpen is. It's it's insane. Yeah, I, I we've learned from our past mistakes, and the good teams in the last decade and a half have had bullpens that are just killers and make games short in October, and we have that. And to make that happen, you have to have the offense, and maybe not the ten runs or the high you know high scoring offenses of the past. But these guys just grind at bats and get it to the next one. Uh, Alex Bregman, I thought should have had a home run that hit the back, fi- like those the little baby fence over the fence. Like, what are we doing? 
Uh, that was a hell of an at-bat by Braggs. Uh, Jeremy Pena, I mean, I, I think, I think, and I want to say something to the Philly fans and, and Coach Thompson, I think he's managed this series very well because all the other guys I thought we had an advantage on have shown up. We've got to Sir Anthony. We've gotten to Alvarado. We've gotten to Nola, and we've gotten to Wheeler. I thought that was going to be the other way. I thought we were going to get to the other guys. The other guys have stepped yeah. up for him, and he's managed it well. The only thing yesterday was he kept Noah in one inning too late. I think he tried to steal another three outs, and Jeremy Pena didn't miss that curveball. It was an absolute middle-middle hanger. And I think that was he, the first time he made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, he, he hung one earlier in the at-bat, and Jeremy just missed it. Yeah, and, and he, he didn't miss the second one. He made him pay. I mean, right right now, <clears> as it sits, if the Astros lock up the World Series on Saturday night, you you can make a case that you've got four MVPs. Jeremy yes. Pena, Bregman, Ryan Presley, and if Framber tosses seven strong, six strong, and gets another win in the World Series, then there, there's your MVP. There's yeah. four of them. I yeah. mean, look what... Look hey, what hold on. Jeremy, who else? Jose Altuve hits a bomb or two on game six. He's got like six hits in the World Series, I yeah. think, right now. Yeah. He went two for four last night. A silent two for four. Right. Yeah. You legit have a I want, bunch of guys. I want you guys to take a step back, and let's think back to our West Palm trip. What did we talk about? We talked about Jeremy Payne and how we thought he was going to do. We heard all the hype. The big question mark, and everyone was questioning, how are you going to replace Carlos Correa and what he does in October? We didn't ask what if he was better. We didn't, we didn't ask if, what if he was better. And, and look what Jeremy Pena has done. He was asked last night by Tom Verducci or Ken Rosenthal about being a rookie in the playoffs. And he, and he, was, he said it perfectly. He was like, there's no time. To, basically, he said it. I'm not, I don't know the exact quote. Basically, he said, there's no time to be a rookie. It's the World Series. Doesn't matter if you're a rookie. You're in the you World have Series. You don't, baby. You have it or you don't. Right. That's you have to. You have to elevate your game. And dude, he's getting better he's every getting... single series. That's scary. He did it again last night. Right off the jump, Altuve leads off with a double, gets the third on a boot booted ball in center field, and then Jeremy Pena. They pull the infield in, That's smash special. one right up the middle for an RBI, just to get him going, just like that. And then he hits yeah. a bomb later on. Plays extremely good defense, jumps defense up, makes a catch, makes every play, and he just—he's been—he's just—he has done better than Carlos Correa. Yeah. Oh, as a whole, I think yeah. It's crazy <sighs> to think about. Let's go back to spring training and all the question marks. Oh, should they have re-signed Carlos Correa? How are they gonna? How are they going to replicate that October experience from Carlos Correa? Well, how are you going to replicate that glove, the gold right, glove, that, the arm, uh, so forth and so on? Remember when oh, I called? I called thirty home runs for him. What he had? He had twenty-two in the regular season and four so far in the postseason. So yeah, a little short. He's at four tomorrow. <laughs> if it's four tomorrow. I'll build the statue. <laughs> I mean, I'll build the yeah. statue that night. Oh, I, I just this team, and I think it's a, it's a talk to the culture it's a talk to uh, everything they built that and I, I i sound like a broken record like you come up in this system you don't have to be the guy because you have mvps around you you have silver sluggers around you you have 
all these professionals around you. You have the Michael Brantleys, you have the Jason Castro's, you have all these different guys that are just well-respected and clubhouse guys and family guys. And so you're not, you don't have to be the savior of a franchise. Like 2015, Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa and Springer, they had to go be the savior of the franchise and they they were. Now we have the luxury of when you call up a, a top guy, you're just part of the system now. You're just we're you're like we're like Bama at this point. You just plug a guy in and you just fucking go and go and go. And that's got to be fun because it's stressful as hell. We saw it right when Brex came up. He struggled. We saw it with Tucker. We came up. He struggled. Like now you built this culture of like all in this protection around you where you just play baseball. And I think what what Pena said yesterday is like there's no time to be a rookie. You just you're the World Series. You play baseball. And I don't know. It's it's been it's, it's so damn what fun you, to watch this team. What do y'all think his OPS is? World Series, Jeremy. Uh, it's over a thousand. Uh, eleven, eleven fifty. Um, a thousand twenty. Wow, thousand twenty-eight. Damn it! Damn, dude, you had a, you must look that up. Three eighty-one batting average. He may be your MVP in the World Series. Like he damn. may be your. He may be closest is Bregs at nine nineteen. Wow, mm. I, I just look. You have two games. We've we've been here before, um, but you just you gotta feel, and you felt it all week. You felt it for the last month and a half that this city is just ready to erupt, and Saturday night could be the epicenter of of it all. And I think it's really poetic that baseball finds its way. Baseball is this this fickle mistress. But, man, you have an opportunity to exercise your demons against the NL East at home after what happened in 19 and, and 21. It I, feels I, like the just, last three years has been leading up to this. Leading up to yeah. this I, moment. I feel like we've just been like this Game of Thrones season. Like it's like the Astros fandom since 17 is like this Game of Thrones. And like, oh, here's my favorite, my favorite character. Boom, dead. Oh, here's this my favorite moment. Boom, dead. And now you have this like final season finale. And you're just like, bring it home. Just bring it hopefully it's better than home. Game of Thrones season. Yeah, eight. hopefully be better than that. I, I don't know. Yeah, you, you don't right, watch Brian, it. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Love Game of Thrones. <laughs> Woo, buddy. Hey, Des, are you still in Cancun? Yeah, we're still here. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I can't yeah. fucking leave. We're two and zero. Oh, I'm here. We're two and I. What do I do? If do I go? Lose do I go Saturday, to one of these time? Pay. Do I go one of these timeshare people that are trying to sell me this timeshare? Just get a timeshare now. Like I'm stuck. Am I stuck here? Am I Cancun dense for the rest of my life? Is this yeah. is what is this what's happening? Stay there, Apollo Cancun. Yeah, we're open a beach bar, little tiki bar. But yeah, we're still here. We're vibing. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up Jeff Luna and see if he wants to come to the resort and we can watch the game together. I'm sure he's down there somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, F.A., me and you, buddy. Say some pina coladas. We watch some of your soccer, your soccer team, and we'll watch game six together. That'd be poetic. So how are we feeling about game six? I, I feel, I look, you have Framberg game six, and you have, you have Lance fucking, Lance fucking McCullers Jr. game seven. Like, I, I feel great. And that's maybe, I may be receded on the internet right now, but I just feel great going in. Six yeah. to two. I think I I just feel like you remember what the Braves did to the Astros in game six last year. Yeah. I feel like that's coming for the Astros. And that's 
hang a hang a hang a number and just hang, hang a crooked number and just beat the brakes off the Phillies. <clears throat> I, look, the Phillies aren't gonna. I don't think they're gonna lay down and they're gonna fight no. and scrap and. But that catch had to demoralizing. Them. Demoralizing. You got to think about think about how mentally exhausting these games have been for the Phillies. The Astros, they've been there, done that. These are games that they've they've been through so much October experience. These are just normal games, not normal games, but they're another, you know, it's just another game for them. Dude, they got they blow out the Astros 7 nothing. Citizens Bank Park is fired up, rocking, rocking. Uh, you got John Boy spreading more lies about seismographic events at Citizens Bank Park because they're fucking idiots. Um, then you come back and you get no hit. Well, they disrespected Mac. And then disrespected You come Mac. back and you get no hit in the World Series. And oh, by the way, you get shut out as well. And then the next night, you lose three to two. And in the eighth and the ninth, you both you had opportunities and you couldn't you couldn't capitalize. You couldn't execute. Dude, they have got to be mentally exhausted. Exhausted. They get da- if the Astros score a couple of runs early, it's over. It's I kind of wish there wasn't an off day, to be honest. I wish we could just Yeah. Take it and go back. Because the off day serves them a little bit to mentally. And if prepare. and if for some reason it goes to a game seven. You have Lance McCullers Jr. waiting in the wind. Ready to rock. Ready to make adjustments, redeem himself from not pitching well in game three. And he's going to be at home, and he's done it so many different times. In so many different ways. He's, he's the utmost professional and grinder, just like Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander talked about it, the adjustments he made from game one to last night. And if you get to game seven... You bet your ass Lance McCullers Jr. is going to start that game, as he should. I, I, just, yep. I just think you, you have this perfect storm, and we're pushing up on time, but you have this perfect storm of just, you have so many dudes, and you can call on any single one of them, and they're going to execute. And yeah. they're going to give you everything they have. And you know what? If they don't have it that night, someone else is going to pick them up. And this is what this team does. And I think that it's very hard when you have 26 of the best of the best in the world, the top 0.001% of the world population playing this game. They are the best. And there's a lot of egos. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of different upbringings. And and you have this locker room where it's not about me. It's about the team. Right. And, And in professional sports in the year 2022, that's rare. I mean, you gotta you gotta go back to. I, I don't know teams that are like this. That is just like a a brotherhood and and, and family through and through, and, and it's just it's special. And I'm just soaking this all in, um, because it's the golden age, and you shouldn't be taking this for granted, not at all. If you're listening and watching this, yeah, like enjoy this moment, soak it in, because. Your kids' kids are going to be asking you one day about these teams, and yeah, we're living in it. Yeah, th- these are moments and games that cannot be overlooked, dude. You look at you look at what the Yankees did in the '90s and how many times they went to the World Series. When was the last time the Yankees were in a World Series? Two thousand nine. Oh nine. Oh nine. Think about it. 
we we as Astros fans have been able to see them go to six ALCSs, win four of them, go to four World Series in the last six years, and they are on the verge of winning another one. You're 27 outs away from a dynasty. So it's right it there. It's right the there. Moment. Framber Valdez on the mound for game six. Go clinch it at home and let's fucking party. Let's pop bottles. Let's drink champagne. I want champagne problems for months. I want to be walking on Main Street with a bottle of champagne for a year till spring training. Do we go to the Apollo house in spring training next year? I'm going to walk downtown with a bottle of champagne for two and a half months because I want to and we deserve to. And the city of Houston can't stop me. I want to sit. Don't worry about it, officer. I want to be on the steps of City Hall with a half drink bottle of champagne and me and Dez are sitting there watching the sunrise and a HPD cop comes up to us. He's like, all right, boys. All right, boys. Time to go. Time to go. Yep. Hot damn. It's wedding season. And if, and if you're there at the game, I want this to be the rowdiest, raucous, obnoxious crowd ever. Ever. I want you to be in there ass i don't yeah. want a country club atmosphere i know the pricing of the tickets suck and and they, they price out a, a rabid fan base but if you're at the game let it fucking hang and let it rip let it rip be loud because i can't be there so be loud josh get us out of here get us out of here dude all right that's gonna do it for the beyond the nightman podcast here on the apollo podcast network apollo des brian lalima and Jostros here Signing off. You wrote that down. You wrote it again. You wrote it again. (laughs) You wrote it again. You wrote it. Peace. Love you guys.